The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Happy Tuesday, Good News Day. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Tuesday, September 19th, 2023, Tuesday of the 24th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. And today is the optional memorial of St. Januarius, bishop and martyr. He was born in Italy and was bishop of Benevento during the persecution of the emperor Diocletian. Januarius went to visit two deacons and two laymen in prison, and then he was imprisoned along with the deacon and lector. They were thrown to the wild beasts, but when the animals did not attack them, they were beheaded. What is believed to be Januarius' blood is kept in Naples as a relic. It liquefies and bubbles when exposed in the cathedral, and scientists have been unable to explain this miracle. St. Januarius lived and died around 305 A.D. St. Januarius, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, in union with that divine intention with which you offered to God your praises on earth through your most sacred heart, and now offer them in the sacrament of the Eucharist everywhere, even to the end of time, I most gladly offer you throughout this entire day all my thoughts and intentions, all my affections and desires, all my words and deeds, in imitation of the most holy heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary Immaculate. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray for those persons living on the margins of society in inhumane life conditions. May they not be overlooked by institutions and never considered of lesser importance. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Today's Gospel is from Chapter 7 of the Gospel of Saint Luke that tells us about the widow of Naim. And it is the account of the funeral procession where her son is being carried to be buried. And uh, there's a lot of people, you know the account, I invite you to read it. It's a really beautiful account. And the most uh, touching moment as this widow, in this very sorrowful and grieving moment, in this ritual with so many people uh, are around, this moment where Jesus, all he did was to put his hand gently on the bier there, where with the, with the fellow, the, the son was lying dead. There was a funeral procession, so they were moving, going through this difficult ritual, but they stopped suddenly, and they looked up at the body right there, and it's as though he stopped this kind of conveyor belt to death, this sort of inevitable process. Lord, you stopped what seemed absolutely inevitable, hopeless. You halted the feet of these men that were carrying this casket. They stopped like soldiers 
in a death march. And the whole ritual of uh, funeral processions is quite powerful and and it has its purpose. It helps people to steadily uh, mourn, to contribute what they can to this to this procession and support the family. And this is what these people were doing. And there's many processions that are very powerful. There's like this haunting painting I saw recently of the funeral of King Charles I, who was actually executed in 1649. And there's a beautiful painting. I'll put the painting in the link to the description there in the WhatsApp uh, app. It's, it's a painting of when his casket arrives in front of St. George's Chapel in Windsor. It was painted in 1907 by an English artist, uh, Ernest Crofts. And it's quite powerful because it's a, it's a really cold winter day. The, the chariots with, with, the, uh, with the casket arrive. The men are there. Everybody looks somber. And the priest stands outside alone on the doorstep of this chapel. And he's kind of like saying, okay, let's go. Let's get this done with. And uh, that's kind of what funeral processions are like. We've got to get this done. We've got to keep moving. And I've been to a number of funeral processions, and I've presided some, and it's always very heart-wrenching. But here, our Lord kind of works himself into this procession. He puts his hand on the place where the man lay, and he simply stops the procession. And then he says, young man, I tell you, get up. And the young man, the dead man, sat up and began to talk. And Jesus gave him to his mother. And we know how everybody was filled with awe and, and, and started saying, wow, who can do this? He's a, he's, a, he's a real prophet. But you see, God's word in Jesus has a power that just with his word, he can command things to happen. A dead man can just get up like that, even though it seems so somber and hopeless. He wasn't just doing like a magic trick. This was not a trick. He stopped the process of inevitability. And that man was on his way really to be buried. But just with the word, Jesus can stop those things. Just like when God said in the book of Genesis, at the creation account, God just spoke and things started existing. Right? Like, like God said that there would be light and there was light. There was no light before, but now he just speaks the word and things come into existence. And, of course, we can say things, but they don't necessarily happen. And this is why this is an opportunity for us to examine the transformative power of God's Word and how it actually can affect us, actually can do something to us. We, we know it happens uh, in confession when we hear the voice of the priest absolving us, but really it is the Word of Christ telling us, I absolve you from your sins. Just like he said to the young man, get up. Get up from your sins, really. He's saying to us. And we can get up even though we're like pretty much like dead. Or in the Mass, when we hear the voice of the priest saying, this is my body, it's really Christ's voice, Christ's word, that makes himself there present. This is my body. I'm here uh, for you. Just as when we... Uh, read the words of the gospel, they jump out of us, at us, and they're not just black and white words, they, they sudden, suddenly 
come to life as we read them. This is what happened to St. Josemaria in the 1930s when he was riding a tramway and he was in a very difficult moment of great stress and, and uh, anxiety because of his situation. And suddenly, as he was in the tramway, surrounded by all these people and the noise and so forth, he entered into kind of, well, kind of a transcendent moment of grace. When it's as though time and space suddenly seemed to vanish. Though he had been under all this pressure, suddenly there was like a, a kind of peaceful quiet that entered. And there, deep within him, he heard the voice of God, the word of God, telling him basically to stop. Get up. You are my son. I am your father. I am your father. Like these words suddenly rang out to him. And he responded to that affectionate uh, call from God the Father. He says, oh yes, you are my father. And the words he used were Abba, Abba, the affectionate you know, word that the Israelites would use for father, like daddy. And now he would have read about this Hebrew word in the theology manual, manuals and stuff, but now suddenly it came to life. It was like really God speaking to him. And uh, it was him suddenly getting up. And later he really deeply integrated these words about divine filiation when he would, for example, read Psalm 2, this royal messianic psalm. And the words that jumped out at him were filius meus estu ego odie genuete, from the Vulgate. You are my son. Today I have engendered you. or Today I have given you life. Today I have invited you to get up. Now probably this dead man you know, I would think he, he somehow he, he got up because it's as though he heard deep within himself the word of Christ, even though he was actually dead. He was dead. But somehow, in some way, his soul was still alive, even if it wasn't at that moment in his body. But his soul was within earshot of Jesus. And he entered back into that body. He reanimated that body on account of the power of Christ's words. And so... You and I have to have that attentiveness, that docility uh, to God's words. Especially, you know, when we are distracted by so many noises and things around us, too many thoughts distract us, especially the, the weightier thoughts of our worries and our sadnesses. And I hear all that, Lord. It's like, I don't hear you. Remember what words of praise Jesus gave to his mother Mary. Blessed are they who hear the word of God and put it into practice. We have to hear the word of God. Like Mary, she heard the word of God. She was attentive to it. And, and that meant she was not distracted by secondary things. Now, think about this widow. This son was, had a mother and she was now a widow. She was very sorrowful because she lost her son, but also she had no husband, and therefore she was very, very helpless to fend for her, herself in her old age. And she really counted on her son. But now who did she have to rely on? She, she had no support, no assistance. How could she do all this alone? She was like, like in a lot of anguish because of, there was no real social support for her. And now she understood the seething pain of her loneliness that was coming to her very shortly. So we can ask ourselves too, right? Maybe I have to be like that son. Maybe there's somebody who needs me. I have to listen to the word of God and get up like that son. 
Where must I get up? Where is Jesus saying to me, is it in that relationship? You haven't carried your weight. Is it with your spouse? Where do you have to like get up? Where do I have to really start to live my responsibility? Where do I have to like find the motivation uh, to, let's say, help the widows in my life? Who is that person in my life? This is what we ask our Blessed Mother who heard the Word of God and kept it so that we can really engage, get up, and be given back to our mother and to those around us. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. We begin this day of prayer in just a few minutes. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Tuesday, September 19th, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek. We join the whole church in prayer now as we begin the liturgical day, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and, and my, my mouth, mouth will proclaim, proclaim your praise. praise. Come, let us worship the Lord our mighty God. Come, let us worship the Lord our mighty God. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Know that he, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to him. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Go within his gates giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Glory to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God.
Lord, let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me. Lord, Lord my let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me. O Lord, listen to my prayer, and let my cry for help reach you. Do not hide your face from me in the day of my distress. Turn your ear towards me, and answer me quickly when I call. For my days are vanishing like smoke. My bones burn away like a fire. My heart is withered like the grass. I forget to eat my bread. I cry with all my strength, and my skin clings to my bones. I have become like a pelican in the wilderness, like an owl in desolate places. I lie awake, and I moan like some lonely bird on a roof. All day long my foes revile me. Those who hate me use my name as a curse. The bread I eat is ashes. My drink is mingled with tears. In your anger, Lord, and your fury, you have lifted me up and thrown me down. My days are like a passing shadow, and I wither away like the grass. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, now, and and will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me. Be attentive, Lord, to the prayer of the helpless. Be attentive, Lord, to the prayer of the helpless. But you, O Lord, will endure forever, and your name from age to age. You will arise and have mercy on Zion, for this is the time to have mercy. Yes, the the time appointed has come, for your servants love her very stones, are moved with pity even for her dust. The nations shall fear the name of the Lord, and all the earth's kings your glory, when the Lord shall build up Zion again and appear in all his glory. Then he will turn to the prayers of the helpless. He will not despise their prayers. Let this be written for ages to come, that a people yet unborn may praise the Lord. For the Lord leaned down from his sanctuary on high. He looked down from heaven to the earth, that he might hear the groans of the prisoners and free those condemned to die. The sons of your servants shall dwell untroubled, and their race shall endure for before you. That the name of the Lord may be proclaimed in Zion, and his praises in the heart of Jerusalem, when the peoples and kingdoms are gathered together to pay their homage to the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was in the beginning, beginning is now, and will, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Be attentive, Lord, to the prayer of the helpless. You, O Lord, established the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. You, O Lord, established the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. He has broken my strength in mid-course. He has shortened the days of my life. I say to God, 
Do not take me away before my days are complete, you whose days last from age to age. Long ago you founded the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like clothes that are changed. But you neither change nor have an end. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, you live in the hearts of your saints, and so have built up Zion. May you always show your greatness through their good works. You, O Lord, establish the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. Listen, my people, to my teaching. Give ear to the words I speak. From the book of the prophet Ezekiel. On the fifth day of the sixth month, in the sixth year, as I was sitting in my house and the elders of Judah sat before me, the hand of the Lord fell upon me there. I looked up and saw a form that looked like a man. Downward from what seemed to be his waist, there was fire. From his waist upward, there seemed to be a brightness like the sheen of electrum. He stretched out what appeared to be a hand and seized me by the hair of my head. Spirit lifted me up in the air and brought me in the divine visions to Jerusalem, to the entrance of the north gate, where stood the statue of a jealousy which stirs up jealousy. I saw there the glory of the God of Israel, like the vision I had seen in the plain. He said to me, Son of man, look toward the north. I looked toward the north and saw the northward of the gate, the altar of the statue of jealousy. Son of man, he asked me, do you see what they are doing? Do you see the great abominations that the house of Israel is practicing here, so that I must depart from my sanctuary? But you shall see still greater abominations. Then he brought me into the inner court of the Lord's house. And there at the door of the Lord's temple, between the vestibule and the altar, were about twenty-five men with their backs to the Lord's temple and their faces toward the east. They were bowing down to the sun. Do you see, son of man, he asked me? Is it such a trivial matter for the house of Judah to do the abominable things they have done here? For they have filled the land with violence and again and again. They have provoked me that now they must also put the branch to my nose. Therefore, I in turn will act furiously. I will not look upon them with pity, nor will I show them mercy. Then he cried loud for me to hear. Come, you scourges of the city. With what I saw, six men 
coming from the direction the upper gate, which faces the north, each with a destroying weapon in his hand. In their midst was a man dressed in linen, with a rider's case at his waist. They entered and stood beside the bronze altar. Then he called to the man dressed in linen with the rider's case at his waist, saying to him, Pass through the city, through Jerusalem, and mark an X on the forehead of those who moan and groan over all the abominations that are practiced within it. To the others, I heard him say, Pass through the city after him and strike. Do not look on them with pity, no show any mercy. Old men, youths and maidens, women and children, wipe them out. But do not touch any marked with the axe. Begin at my sanctuary. So they began with the men, the elders, who were in front of the temple. Defile the temple, he said to them, and fill the courts with the slain, then go out and strike in the city. As they began to strike, I was left alone. I fell prone, crying out, Alas, Lord God, will you destroy all that is left of Israel when you pour out your fury on Jerusalem? He answered me, The sins of the house of Israel are great beyond measure. The land is filled with bloodshed, the city with lawlessness. They think that the Lord has forsaken the land, that he does not see them. I, however, will not look upon them with pity, no show any mercy. I will bring down their conduct upon their heads. Then I saw the man dressed in linen with the riding case at his waist make his report. I have done as you ordered. The Word of the Lord. When you see the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place, there shall be great distress. If that time were not shortened, no human being could survive. But, but for, for the, the sake, sake of the chosen, the period, the period of, of anguish shall, shall be cut short. Do no harm to land or sea, until we imprint the sill on the foreheads of the servants of our God. But, but for, for the, the sake of the chosen, the period of anguish shall, shall be cut short. A reading from a sermon on pastors by St. Augustine, Bishop. Once when Paul was in great need, in chains for his confession of the truth, his fellow Christians sent him what was necessary for his wants and needs. He thanked them with these words. You have done well to share in my need. It is true that I have learned to be self-sufficient in whatever circumstances I find myself. I know what it is to have plenty, and I have learned how to endure privation. I can do all things in him who strengthens me. Still, you have done well to send things for my use. Just as this indicates in what sense they had done well, it also shows what Paul himself sought, namely, to avoid being numbered among those who feed themselves and not the sheep. For he does not so much rejoice at his own deliverance from need, as he does at their generosity. What then was he seeking? 
I do not set my heart upon gifts, he says. All I seek for is the fruit of my labor. Not that I may be filled, he says, but that you may not remain empty. As for those who cannot support themselves with their own hands as Paul did, let them take from the milk of the sheep. Let them receive what is necessary for their needs. But let them not neglect the weakness of the sheep. Let them not seek for any benefit for themselves, lest they appear to be preaching the gospel for the sake of their own need and privation. Rather, let them provide the light of the true word for the sake of men's enlightenment. For they are like lamps, as it has been said, Let your belts be fastened and your lamps burning. And no one lights a lamp and puts it under a bushel basket. Rather, he puts it on a lampstand, that it may give light to all who are in the house. So let your light shine before men in order that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Now if a lamp has been lighted for you in your house, would you not add oil to keep it from going out? Of course, if the lamp received the oil and failed to shine, it was obviously not fit to be put on the lampstand and should have been discarded at once. But for the light to be kept alive, it must receive fuel which is to be provided out of charity. Only let not the gospel be for sale, with preachers demanding a price for it and making their living from it. If they sell it like that, they are selling for a pittance something that is of great value. Let them receive support in their need from the people, but payment for their stewardship from the Lord? No, it is not right for the people to give payment to those who serve them out of love of the gospel. Payment is to be expected only from the one who also grants salvation. Why then are they rebuked? Why are they accused? Because when they took the milk and covered themselves with the wool, they neglected the sheep. They sought only to serve their own cause and not Christ's. I want you, and not your possessions. Children should not have to make provision for their parents, but parents for their children. I shall gladly spend what I have and be spent for your sakes. If my blood is to be shed as a libation upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I shall rejoice and be spent for your sakes. Almighty God, our Creator and our Guide, may we serve you with all our heart and know your forgiveness in our lives. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. The Lord shows that even death has no real power over him. It's in today's Gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on Tuesday of the 24th week in Ordinary Time, September 19th, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord meets a woman whose son has just died. It's from the seventh chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Soon afterward, he went to a city called Nain and his disciples and a great crowd went with him. As he drew near to the gate of the city, 
behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her. Do not weep. And he came and touched the bier, and the bearers stood still. Young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak. Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God. A great prophet has arisen among us. God has visited his people. And this report concerning Jesus spread through the whole of Judea and all the surrounding country. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Let's ponder for a few minutes on the great gift of the Sacrament of Penance. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. The mercy of God is limitless. Also infinite, therefore, and inexhaustible is the Father's readiness to receive the prodigal children who return to his home. Infinite are the readiness and power of forgiveness which flow continually from the marvelous value of the sacrifice of the Son. No human sin can prevail over this power or even limit it. On the part of man, only a lack of good will can limit it. Lack of readiness to be converted and to repent. In other words, persistence in obstinacy, opposing grace and truth. We ourselves are the only ones who can get in the way of the efficacy of this divine medicine. As we grow in our knowledge of and adherence to the Lord, we grow in our desire for interior purification. We need to avoid routine in our confessions, filling them with the sorrow of love. We should approach each confession as if it were our last confession. Let us recall those five conditions for a good confession, which we probably learned in childhood. First should come our examination of conscience, to make a thorough review of our sins and bad habits. Second should come sorrow for sins, so as to be truly contrite. Third, we should have a true purpose of amendment so that we can seriously resolve to sin no more. Fourth, there has to be confession of our sins, to seek Christ's pardon in a personal encounter. Fifth is to do penance, to fulfill the penance imposed by the confessor. The penance is not merely a work of piety, it serves as an act of reparation and satisfaction for the sins committed. We should make sure to go to confession frequently. In this way, we will avoid any separation from the Lord, even in little things. Let us ask the help of Our Lady, refuge of sinners, that we may constantly improve the quality of our confessions. We should think also of the splendid work of mercy involved in bringing a friend, relative, or colleague to this sacrament and to a renewal of supernatural life. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers, and you'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Let's pray with the whole church. 
We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. I will sing to you, O Lord. I will learn from you the way of perfection. I will sing to you, O Lord. I will learn from you the way of perfection. My song is of mercy and justice. I sing to you, O Lord. I will walk in the way of perfection. Oh, when, Lord, will you come? I will walk with blameless heart within my house. I will not set before my eyes whatever is base. I will hate the ways of the crooked. They shall not be my friends. The false-hearted must keep far away. The wicked I disown. The man who slanders his neighbor in secret, I will bring to silence. The man of proud looks and haughty heart, I will never endure. I look to the faithful in the land, that they may dwell with me. He who walks in the way of perfection shall be my friend. No man who practices deceit shall live within my house. No man who utters lies shall stand before my eyes. Morning by morning, I will silence all the wicked in the land, uprooting from the city of the Lord all who do evil. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. So that your people may walk in innocence, you came to us, Lord Jesus, and told us to be holy, as your Father is holy. Help your children to love what is truly perfect, so that we may neither speak what is evil nor do what is wrong. Let us stand in your sight and celebrate with you the Father's love and justice. I will, I will sing, sing to you, you O Lord. Lord. I will, I will learn, learn from you the way, the way of perfection. Lord, do not withhold your compassion from us. Lord, do not withhold your compassion from us. Blessed are you, and praiseworthy, O Lord, the God of our fathers, and glorious forever is your name. For you are just in all you have done. All your deeds are faultless, all your ways right, and all your judgments proper. For we have sinned and transgressed by departing from you, and we have done every kind of evil. For your name's sake, do not deliver us up forever, or make void your covenant. Do not take away your mercy from us, for the sake of Abraham, your beloved, Isaac, your servant, and Israel, 
your Holy One, to whom you promise to multiply their offspring like the stars of heaven or the sand on the shore of the sea. For we are reduced, O Lord, beyond any other nation, brought low everywhere in the world this day because of our sins. We have in our day no prince, prophet, or leader, no holocaust, sacrifice, oblation, or incense, no place to offer first fruits to find favor with you. But with contrite heart and humble spirit, let us be received, as though it were holocausts of rams and bullocks, or thousands of fat lambs. So let our sacrifice be in your presence today as we follow you unreservedly. For those who trust in you cannot be put to shame. And now we follow you with our whole heart. We fear you and we pray to you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord, do not withhold your compassion from us. O God, I will sing to you a new song. O God, God, I will will sing sing to you a new song. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my arms for battle, who prepares my hands for war. He is my love, my fortress. He is my stronghold, my savior, my shield, my place of refuge. He brings people under my rule. Lord, what is man that you care for him, mortal man that you keep him in mind, man who is merely a breath, whose life fades like a passing shadow? Lower your heavens and come down. Touch the mountains, breathe them in smoke. Flash your lightnings, rout the foe, shoot your arrows and put them to flight. Reach down from heaven and save me. Draw me out of the mighty waters, from the hands of alien foes whose mouths are filled with lies, whose hands are raised in perjury. To you, O God, will I sing a new song. I will play on the ten-stringed harp to you who give kings their victory, who set David, your servant, free. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord, God of strength, you gave your Son victory over death. Direct your church's fight against evil in the world. Clothe us with the weapons of light, and unite us under the one banner of love, that we may receive our eternal reward after the battle of earthly life. O God, I will will sing sing to you a new song.
A reading from Isaiah. All you who are thirsty, come to the water. You who have no money, come. Receive grain and eat. Come without paying and without cost. Drink wine and milk. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Lord, listen to my cry. All my trust is in your promise. Lord, Lord, listen listen to my cry. All my trust is in your promise. Dawn finds me watching, crying out for you. All my my trust trust is in your promise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, Lord, listen listen to to my cry. All my trust is in your promise. Lord, save us from the hands of all who hate us. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, Save us from the hands of all who hate us. To the God who gives us the joy of praising him this morning and who strengthens our hope, let us pray. Hear us, O Lord, for the glory of your name. Hear Hear us, O Lord, for the the glory of your name. We thank you, God and Father of Jesus, our Savior, For the knowledge and immortality you have given us through him. Hear Hear us, O Lord, for the the glory of your name. Make us humble of heart. Help us to serve one another out of reverence for Christ. Hear Hear us, O Lord, for the glory of your name. Pour out your Spirit on us, your servants. Make us sincere in our love for each other. Hear Hear us, O Lord, for the glory of your name. You instructed man to labor and to exercise dominion over the earth. May our work honor you and sanctify our brothers and sisters. Hear Hear us, O Lord, for for the the glory of your name. name. Now let us offer together the prayer our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. Our Our Father, who who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Increase in us, Lord, the faith you have given us, and bring to a harvest worthy of heaven the praise we offer you at the beginning of this new day. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Time to come down from the mountain and go out and share the good news. Morning Air with John and Glenn is coming up in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. And then it's Patrick Conley with The Inner Life. All coming up this morning on Rolliford Radio and the Rolliford Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central. You go out, make this a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.